Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Stark imagery there with the Lord with blazing eyes and a sword coming out of his mouth, out of his mouth. I think that image right there speaks to the kind of metaphor we're dealing with today. I think sometimes this war imagery in the Bible can be heavy, and there is a history, at least as it's told in the scriptures, of uh, domination, colonization uh, in the Bible. But here in Revelation, uh, I think we start to see that a lot of the metaphors about War are just that metaphors, parables about war. A sword coming out of the mouth, what could that mean? I think is kind of the subtext of that imagery. What could that mean? Well, it's interesting because the same person, as we hear described with such stark imagery, is also supposed to be the same child we heard about a few chapters earlier in Revelation, the child from the woman in the sun, her child, who was protected in heaven and was said to eventually lead the armies of the Lord, the armies of the Lord. And it says his name is a few things. It says uh, the word of God, but it says also truth justice, and many other things throughout the scriptures, but here specifically. And so this sword, I believe, is a sword of truth. A sword of truth. And as we hear described in Revelation uh, about this battle writ large against dragons and beasts and some kind of uh, very interesting monsters, It makes sense that our leader here would be something able to handle such beasts. But what could this mean for us today? What could this mean? Again, what could all these images mean? Well, as we reflected upon when we looked at the dragon in Revelation, the monsters in Revelation seem to kind of reflect our own egotism, our own Issues, world writ large and personal. The many headed dragon, I think we can relate to the many heads of our own kind of false concocted ego or false image of ourselves. The part of us that we often think from in a way, we have an image of ourselves that we so relate to, we don't even notice we're carrying it around. And then we think from it, we get defensive because of it. Instead of turning, as Christ often asks us to do, turning around to the light of life. To the light of life. Perhaps even allowing truth sometimes to strike and help us to let go of and relinquish our own dragon. Our own dragon. And what's funny though in the story 
So dragon sticks around even as the woman in the sun appears and she has a child. Michael casts the dragon out of heaven. It creates havoc on the earth. Now the child is grown up. Dragon's still around. There's a few more beasts around as well. So funny enough, like in our own lives, it's not just one and done. There's often what seems like a process to turn to the Lord of life. But as I mentioned earlier, what's interesting about this Lord, and as uh, Caleb highlighted a few weeks ago, is that this Lord is a lamb. And specifically, this leader of the armies, as described in Revelation, is the same child. We can assume he's grown up, but we know from Scripture that it's actually innocence, a kind of wise innocence. That's at the root of each of our lives. It's not something we have to climb back to or concoct. Not something we have to build, but something we can turn to as the source of life itself, as the light of the world, as it's called. As Jesus is called, as God is called, as love is called. As many other sages and voices of God have been called. We have but to just turn to it within. But what could that mean? (laughs) Sometimes I think it's almost too simple. I think, you know, Swedenborg, he writes it large. He calls God, God's emanation of, of spirit, love and wisdom. It's like light. It's like heat and light. But often I feel like we miss the simplicity of that in the way we tend to turn to it, which is just that it's life, it's awareness itself. Something we can't lose, even in our hardest times. Well, how do we know it's so tough? It's the light, the awareness, the spaciousness of mind. We can get caught up in our limited self, our limited idea of ourself. We can identify as our issues, our reputation, our history, our bodies, even how our mind's behaving, all things that we can lose, by the way, and all things that change all the time. Change might come back in a similar way, but change from this moment to this moment, at least in our perception. We don't relate to these things the same, but what is always the same in our lives? It's that light of God. It's the life, the beingness, the awareness that allows every moment to be a moment. Time itself is defined by change and perception. Without perception, without anyone living in the universe, who's to say what time is? It's always now. Things change. But there's no watches. No one to tell the difference. (laughs) But sometimes we become too invested in what's changeful. We don't know we're doing it, it's often taught to us that way in society, that we're over-investing in the changeful. We think every thought is important because I had it, and I've had it before, and I feel like this. We tell stories about ourselves, but often we forget Christ's simple words of just letting go, letting things flow, and turning to the light of love, childlike awareness 
at our core. So although we're celebrating adulthood today, and the wonder of some of our young folks, two of which are here, two of which aren't, we are celebrating in them what we've seen all along, which is a beauty, a masterfulness of God shining through. We see it in each other's faces as well. The childlikeness of divinity, it's not something far removed. We have it even if we don't understand it. In fact, my words can only point towards it. It's not the thing itself. That thing, though, is closer than our thoughts. Our thoughts come after. As a child, as a baby, we know nothing to (laughs) ponder too much. I think that's why we can learn so much so quickly. They say we learn more than we can fathom in those first couple years. And I think it's the kind of openness that we have in that state of openness, of not having the baggage that we've talked about on our back. And so I think it's kind of cool, actually, in Revelation 19, to see this kid again who's disappeared off the stage as the dragons run amok with the earth. It said that because he was cast down from heaven, he knew his time was short. So he was making as much hell on earth, quite literally, as possible. Interesting kind of idea. What if that's true in our time in history? What if the dragon's been cast out of heaven? And that part of the reason we have so much strife on this planet, so much pain and suffering, is because the dragon knows his time is short. And he's creating as much trouble as he can. I think sometimes when we start to turn to this light within, just noticing that, oh yes, this part of me is always here. I don't have to worry about it going or changing. It's not the waves of life. It's the space that allows for the waves. As we turn to it, we start to settle into ourselves. We start to let go of our facade. You know, it gets tiring being a person in today's age with so many pictures and uh, people telling us we should care about social media and whatever else. You know, ideas of success and failure. Even as a church, I know we deal with this, right? And so turning to that light of God, that wholeness of divinity, it's not something to be added to. It's something to just let flow and to be seen, to be noticed and turned to. Our minds can start running amok in reaction. It might have already been running amok. But sometimes we feel like, oh, I've been doing my spiritual practice, I've meditated, or what have you. Maybe we feel like we've made progress, and then it falls apart. Seems like it falls apart. The trick here is that God is never gone. This child leading the armies is waiting for the right time. God's providence is working to allow us our sense of freedom the joy of finding God within ourselves, what could be greater than coming to know that you're one with infinity, eternity? All the worries you had about God and hell, 
even if you're sometimes in hell on this side, you come to know, oh, I've always been one with God. This is not something I can lose. And as you notice this, then even the turmoil has served its purpose. Um, my mind can fall apart. The world can go crazy. Things, nothing lasts except, oh, what? What lasts? The light of life in my own life lasts. And that light is the source of love for us. We're held in its love. Each of us. Held. And so, in the celebration of adulthood, I ask each of us to turn to the childlikeness at the root of life. And to let go of the prepositions, not necessarily the responsibilities. We don't have to stop getting stuff done. Letting go of all the baggage, the pressure. The Lord says, my yoke is light for a reason. It's like easy for God to say, right? Kind of the reaction. But God came to teach us these things because they do have a space in us. Not because they're above our heads. Often they're just almost too simple, too lowly, so to speak, humble in a way. For us to notice, we think there's more important things to, to grasp onto. And so let us in that vein turn, closing our eyes as we feel called, taking a few deep breaths. And allowing just the peace of awareness itself, no matter what comes. Our minds can be annoyed, it's okay to be annoyed. As long as we're not following it around, telling us ourselves a story about it, it comes and goes. It's okay to even have pain. Our attention, even with pain in the body, doesn't always land on the pain. Easy for me to say, but God is you, with you, the source of your life, every gift from God. Known by many names across traditions. Some traditions forego the use of the term. But have other terms speaking of the love and the life at the source of all life, the unity of beingness. So letting go of any need for words and turning to the childlikeness of awareness itself.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.